Support for Veterans Corner on Veterans Corner Radio is made possible by M&M Printing and the Observer News of Ruskin. Hello and welcome to Veterans Corner Radio Podcasts, information for and about veterans. For this edition of the podcast, host Bill Hodges has a conversation with Marvin Walker, the Assistant Chief of Prosthetics at the James A. Haley Veterans Hospital in Tampa, Florida. A prosthetic device is any device that helps replace, correct, or support a body part or the function of a body part. In the VA, that definition gets stretched a bit to cover so much more. It can be, according to Assistant Chief Walker, the proper socks for a diabetic patient, all the way up to retrofitting a car to provide a veteran with mobility. Continue listening and you will learn, just as I did, the multitude of services that the VA provides. Here now is Bill Hodges with Veterans Corner on Veterans Corner Radio Podcasts. Welcome to Veterans Corner, a show dedicated to providing information to all those who have served our country's military and to their families. Now, here is your host, newspaper columnist, management trainer, and Air Force veteran, Bill Hodges. Hi, I am Bill Hodges, and this is Veterans Corner Radio. With every Veterans Corner Radio, I suggest that you have a pencil and paper ready, because there's going to be probably phone numbers, there may be websites, There could be a lot of different things you want to make notes on. So have your paper and pencil ready. Second, if there's anybody else in the house besides yourself, have them come in and listen to the broadcast. Four years will pick up a lot more than two will. And I've got a great guest today. I've got Marvin Walker. He's the Assistant Chief for Prosthetics for the James A. Haley Veterans Hospital, which is one of the finest hospitals in the country. Glad to have you on the program. Hello, Bill. I'm glad to be here. That department has meant a lot to me that you work in. When Joe was there, actually, he solved most of my problems. And you give me parts, pieces, and so forth to keep that problem solved. But let's talk about all the things that your department does. We think about prosthetics. I think most of us, we think of the things we see on TV with the mechanical hands and the, and the electrodes and all this stuff. But your department is much more than that. And not that that isn't important. Yes, yes, it is. So a roundabout way to describe what we do is that the part that you talked about, the artificial limbs, that's generally done by the orthotists and prosthetists. Prosthetics, we are an administrative group that actually purchases and procures things, meaning like uh, we pay for that. And we make sure that it falls within the FDA guidelines and the VA policy of purchasing and the government policies of purchasing. So we deal with a lot of administrative stuff and a lot of procurement. Our job is to, if you're eligible for it and it falls within the gaps that we have, we're supposed to procure it. And that's what we do. We go out and procure it. You guys got the checkbook. And if we need some, you're the ones to go get it for us, huh? We absolutely do go go get it for you. What are some of the programs under the prosthetic department? So programs that we have, we have the AA, which is auto adaptive. And that's where we uh, procure vehicles for veterans that have 
lost use in one or more limbs. Oh, really? Uh, You're the department that does that? We are uh, the department that manages the program. So, yeah, okay. we're, we're responsible for the money, the titles, the receipts to make sure all that is going in accordance with the VA policy. We do HISA grants, which is Home Improvement Structural Alteration Grants. Every veteran has as a benefit the HISA. And that is uh, whether you did have any service connections or whether you have 100%. Then our benchmark is 50%. So 50% separates the lower half that have no service connection from the upper half that has 50% or more service connection. We provide wheelchairs, programs, so uh, we have many programs. Don't walkers and canes come under your programs also? Well, that wouldn't actually be a program. We consider walkers and canes DME, which is durable medical equipment. Uh, what happens is a veteran comes in and he's either seen by his PCP, which is a primary care provider, or he's come directly through physical therapy. At that moment, either that department says this veteran needs, and then they place a console to us. We receive the console and we procure the stuff that the, the doctor wanted the veteran to have. We get it and we will either mail it out or we'll make contact to the veteran and have a, a DME vendor deliver it to the veteran and educate them on the process of use if necessary. What about all the other things? Now, I've often wondered when I had surgery, I had to have a, a thing for my toilet and things of that nature. Is that all fall under that same program? Yes, sir. All that, all that kind of equipment like that comes from prosthetics, but it's not really like really a program. It's just aids that to facilitate assisting the veteran to have a, a better and more fulfilling life. So when you see your primary care provider, they decide what you need and it's our job to make sure you get it. You know, one of the things that meant a lot to me was that I went in and they looked me over, checked me out and decided that I needed braces on my legs and then sent me out to somewhere to get the braces. But they oversaw that whole program. Yes. So that would be the orthotist and process. So what we did was we I assume that the orthotist and process, which this would have been a orthotist function, we may not have had the lab then when you needed those products. So what they did was they we have a contract with local vendors that could supply the veterans with the equipment that they need that the VA cannot issue them or get within a facility for them or, or make for them. So we have agreements with vendors outside. We go outside. We request that this outside vendor produces this equipment for the veteran. So the veteran gets what they need. We make sure that the bill is paid for and everybody's happy. West Coast Brace took very good care of me. I will point them out because I went in there and they have been so good about making sure that I had a quality product on my leg, yes, on both sir. legs for that matter. Oh, and, and when you say programs that we run, currently we are in the beginning and the end at the same time. So we do the clothing allowance, which is a big, big, big program for veterans. So what it is, it's an allowance that gives you a siphon or amount of money for the damage of your 
clothes while you're wearing these orthopedic appliances or certain medications that would stain your clothes. Uh, that program runs from August 1st of any calendar year. As an example, that would be August the 1st of 2021 until July 31st of 2022. So that gives the veterans 365 days to submit the request. And it's called a clothing allowance application. Uh, you fill it out, you submit it to us. Important things you need to know is that you cannot get a clothing allowance if you do not have a disability for that. Meaning that, okay, let's say that I had a knee situation and you had something that went wrong with your knee. You went to see a doctor, that doctor gave you capsaicin, which is an ointment. You say the capsaicin stains your, your clothes, but you're not service-connected for your knee, so therefore applying for a clothing allowance would be a moot point because even if the medication did stain your clothes, you don't have it for a reason that the VA or the VBA would call reasonable. Yes, you know, I had this disability for a lot of years with the braces on my legs. They've messed up many a pair of pants. Yes, sir. And and I didn't even realize that I should file for this until, until uh, I found out about it in June, I guess. Yes. And I, I've gone ahead and filed. I was in time for last year, I guess. Mm -hmm. George Burden. So I don't know if you know George or not, but he's the he's the administrative director over at the at one of the clinics. In fact, two of the clinics now. We were having lunch one day, and he said, "Have you filed for clothing on those?" And I said, "No." He said, "Better do it and give it to me, and I'll send it on through." Yes, sir. And so, uh, a caveat to the clothing allowance is that um, you can send out your your app. You can submit your application for 2022, and you have all the way up until July 31st of next year to do that. Um, we encourage you to send them in. We process them in a timely manner. And we look forward to just doing what we're supposed to do. Okay, let's let me get the timing on this correct. It's August to August, correct? August to July thirty first. To July thirty first. It's very okay. important you remember July thirty first. All right. So if you file prior to any time during that period, that that year period, that covers you for that year. Correct. And you don't file for the next year or the previous year. That's. You file in the year you're filing for. Correct, because the the VA or the VBA doesn't believe in retroactive actions. So, <laughs> yeah, we don't go backwards. Very well, rare. You know, it would be, be a good thing for those of us that didn't know. We're just dumb. No, that's why we yeah. do these broadcasts, to let people know what they have coming to them, as long oh, as yes. they know they have to be service-connected in order for this to apply. And so what transpires is um, in the beginning of every calendar year, meaning not the beginning as in the fiscal year, but the calendar year. So in the month of January, the VBA will send out letters to veterans. So veterans get letters and it says distinctly, it says you may be eligible for a clothing allowance. It doesn't say you are eligible. It says <laughs> you may be eligible. So that tells you that you have a service connection. And you don't only get these letters because you have a service connection. The service connection has already been identified through the VBA. And they're saying if you have a service connection and you may be eligible, if you have these certain things, apply for it. And it's our job to research it and go from there. Well, you also provide shoes and oh, socks. Oh, absolutely. Yes. 
That that amazed me. The shoes gave me my independence back because, honestly, with my back bending all the way down to that shoe, and there was no chance I was going to tie it. Yes. And the shoe you gave me, the tennis shoe that I got, is really nice because it looks like it's a tie shoe, so I don't look like the doddering old man that I am. Right. <laughs> it gives you the chance to look, you know, pretty spiffy again. Yes, sir. To me, it does a lot. People would be surprised that when you see a, a veteran in a permobile chair, that chair costs about anywhere from thirty-three to forty thousand without our discount. So, wow. Um, yeah, people are rolling by you in cars, and they spare no expense. Uh, just about all the major implants are done by prosthetics. We pay for those. That's total knees, total hips. We do hearts. We do eyes, lungs, ears. All of those things are prosthetic items that we purchase for veterans. That's and when amazing. I tell you they spare no, they're not cheap. The items aren't cheap and the government doesn't get a great discount. So they really do their due diligence to make sure that veterans get the best that science has to offer. That's one of the battles I fight every day was somebody will come to me and say, well, the VA didn't do this or doesn't do that or can't get this or whatever. And the truth is, for the most part, they just don't know how to ask for it. It's not that they don't know how to ask for it. It's everything has a regimen. If you have a primary care doctor and he refers you to a specialty, the specialty doctor has to say, yes, this is what the veteran needs. It, it, the medicine is not based on what people want. It's based on the necessity <laughs> of their health care. Want is a not good thing. So when a consul says veteran wants, I say the veteran wants a million dollars, but I don't see you writing a piece of paper saying that. <laughs> so we serve the needs. need for it. Correct. We, we we will definitely service your needs. And that's the most important thing it, that you do do that. And that's important. I remember when I first got my set of braces, I said, I can't wear these tennis shoes all the time. And they gave me a pair of dress shoes. Yes, sir. But but the dress shoes I was tripping on because they had a rubber sole. And so they had me take it over and get the sole taken off and put a leather sole on it for me. No mm -hmm. insurance company would have done that. Yeah. And we, we, in my department, once the console gets to us, we don't differentiate between those that are 100% and those are 0%. When the console gets to us, everybody gets serviced like they are 1,000%. So none of the money is ours. Nobody gets a bonus on turning down anything. <laughs> so, uh our job is to provide the things that we are supposed to provide, and we do it with pride, and we're happy to do it. My guest today has been Marvin Walker, Assistant Chief of Prosthetics at James A. Haley Hospital. Marvin, thank you for coming on. I'd love to have you come back. There's things that I'm sure that once you do this broadcast, you'll say, oh, we should have covered this. Would you come oh, back yeah. one of these days? I'd be more than happy because, yeah, I need to tell them how you get access besides your PCP. Yeah, I'd love to. All right. Thank you so very much for being on the program. I'm Bill Hodges. You are unique, you're special, and you're great. Tell yourself so often because you are, you know, and we'll catch you on the next Veterans Corner Radio. And again, Marvin, thanks for being here. Thank you, Bill. You've been listening to Veterans Corner with your host, Air Force veteran Bill Hodges. The views expressed on this program are those of Bill and his guests and are opinions based on the best available information. In matters of law or governmental regulation, it will always be best to check with the appropriate agency. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll join us for the next Veterans Corner. Before we go, here's a quick final thought. 
Why not take a minute to follow or mark Veterans Corner Radio podcasts as a favorite? It's easy, and you'll be among the first to be notified when new episodes of the podcast are released. And thanks for listening to Veterans Corner Radio Podcasts.